Out of all the non-college football playoff New Year's Six Bowl games that will conclude the 2023 season, the matchup in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl between Ole Miss and Penn State jumps out at me the most. Ole Miss and Penn State, in their own right, finished third in their respective conferences. I know technically Missouri is ranked ahead of Ole Miss, but Ole Miss played a much tougher strength of schedule. They had to play both Georgia and Alabama the two best teams in the SEC. And Penn State had to play Michigan and Ohio State, the two best teams in the Big Ten. Both of these programs this season played the two best teams, arguably, in the two best conferences. Michigan and Ohio State are the best teams in the Big Ten, and that's one of the best conferences in America, along with the SEC. And the top two SEC teams are Georgia and Alabama. And Penn State lost to the top two teams in their conferences, and they were oh so close at times, and yet it was clear that they were oh so far. And it's the same for Ole Miss. Ole Miss competed with Georgia for a quarter before being pounded for the remaining three. And Ole Miss hung in there with, at the time, a lethargic Alabama squad. But the Crimson Tide pulled away. With Penn State against Michigan and Ohio State, at times they were hanging in there. But Michigan and Ohio State, clearly by halftime, were the superior teams. James Franklin and Lane Kiff and I also think mirror each other. They are good at beating the teams that they should beat, and they are okay to above average to good at beating comparable competition. But when they play against teams with better coaches, with better staffs, and with better talent, they can never pull off an upset. It is so difficult for both of these teams to pull off upsets to beat top 10 teams, and it's not just in relation to these football programs, it's in relationship to their head coaches. Lane Kiffin and James Franklin, in my mind, are good football coaches, maybe great football coaches. They are still searching for that moment where they can jump into that near elite and elite category. In my mind, there is a lot on the line here. Both teams are looking for momentum entering 2024, Ole Miss had a successful season. Penn State had kind of a somewhat neutral, disappointing season as both teams had different expectations entering the season. But right now, as it stands in the present, in a certain sense, I think both of these teams are mirror images of each other. And I'm curious to see how that matches up in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Welcome back, fellow football fanatics. It's your host, College Football with Sam. Before we resume this video... Please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and click the notification bell so that you can get notified when I release more college football content. Later today, I will be previewing the Orange Bowl and giving a prediction there, and tomorrow I will be giving a preview and prediction video for the Fiesta Bowl. Also, for the college football playoff matchups, there is still more content to come out relating to Texas and Washington's matchup, along with Michigan and Alabama. So if you want to see all of that, and also my 2024 preseason content, which will be coming out soon. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. Last two things that I want to ask you guys to do is number one, comment your own analysis, thoughts, and prediction on this game down below. You probably have a unique perspective that can add some insight that others, including myself, don't have. So your comment's valuable, and I love to interact with you all. And finally, if you want to support the channel, your support is always appreciated. It is never demanded. Check out my Patreon page via the link in the description 
and in the pinned comment. You will be thanked at the end of every video, and depending on your tier, you will get access to insider content, which some of that will be releasing this weekend, later this week, etc. Now, without further ado, let's get back into this video, into previewing and giving a prediction for the Peach Bowl. Sit back, relax, and grab some food or drink if you have to. I said these two teams are mirror images of each other, and that's in terms of circumstance, placement, and the fact that these two programs are trying to break through. They're trying to reach the next level, level up, climb the ladder, whatever you call it. But in terms of how these teams are built, they are very different. Ole Miss is a team that heavily leans toward offense, and Penn State is a team that leans toward defense and special teams. Now, both of these coaches are competent enough to where they want to be good on both sides of the ball, and they want to be good in the fundamentals. But again, these are not elite teams, so there are areas where they are lacking in. Ole Miss lacks in defense, just as a, a big generalization, and Penn State lacks in offense. And I think that is part of what makes this matchup so interesting, is these teams are built very differently. But in terms of circumstance, in terms of where they are at record-wise and hierarchy or tier-wise in their conference, they are very very similar. This game will be played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's the site of the Peach Bowl. Penn State is given a 72.2% chance to win per ESPN's FPI. The Vegas line is Penn State minus 3.5. Penn State, however, should be favored by 10.5, according to FPI. Those numbers at the bottom of the screen got switched up. That's my bad, but it's still pretty clear. According to FPI, Penn State should be favored by more than what Vegas is placing them at. But that's understandable. The lines actually moved up to four and a half, so there was some action as of yesterday, which makes sense as the closer we get to these games, the more that line is going to move as the public begins to place their bets and invest large sums of money on these games, as they always do in big-time matchups. But... Penn State has more opt-outs, and the Big Ten has historically done a poor to mediocre job of beating the SEC. On Theo Johnson, Olu Fashanu, and Chop Robinson, Penn State's top tight end, although Tyler Warren might be better, certainly top offensive linemen and best defensive linemen are opting out of this game, and for Ole Miss, only Cedric Johnson is opting out. Also, Penn State is without their... Defensive coordinator Manny Diaz, who's now Duke's head coach, and their offensive coordinator for most of the season, Mike Yersich, was fired after Penn State's loss to Michigan on November 11th. He was fired November 12th. So Penn State certainly has more holes in their roster and in their staff. Ole Miss hasn't fired anyone yet, and I don't think anyone has left their program yet for other jobs. So Ole Miss's roster is more together. There's more cohesion in the roster and staff. But Penn State, I'm telling you, from watching them this season, there's a reason why FPI is so high on them in comparison to Ole Miss. Penn State is a very fundamentally sound team. They have the number one turnover margin in the nation. They have one of the best defenses in the country. 
And I think that's why so many of you all, apart from the fact that College Football with Sam is a Big Ten football channel, the best Big Ten football channel on YouTube, that's why so many of you are picking Penn State to win. 66% of you, about 2,180 people, have picked Penn State to win via my community poll. And if you want to vote in my community poll, please do so because your vote is counted in these polls. 34% of you, though, I assume some of these are Big Ten fans as well, or fans of Big Ten programs, picked Ole Miss to win, but 1,120 of you. Penn State's ranked third in FPI, Ole Miss is ranked 15th in FPI. But FPI cannot adjust for opt-outs. They don't factor in injuries, opt-outs, they just factor in production and roster talent. It's a not very simple formula, but there are some simple parts of FPI that fail to account for opt-outs and injuries. Hopefully at some point FPI or another power ranking system can factor those things into account, but that would be hard and very complex, though it would be of help. So again, Penn State's favored by three and a half points. FPI, most power rankings and analytics suggest that Penn State should be favored by more. However, Penn State has more opt-outs. They are working with really a skeletal staff in a certain sense. And there are some matchup advantages that Ole Miss has here. Ole Miss is an offense that has versatility. They have a mobile quarterback in Jackson Dart. They have a great running back in Quinshawn Judkins. And Trey Harris is an elite wide receiver. Now, Penn State, in terms of running defense and pass rush, is awesome. Their secondary has not been as good as they were last year. So I'm interested to see if Jackson Dart and Trey Harris and maybe Caden Prescorn are looking for some opportunities in the passing game. Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and Matt Jones, those are also players to watch. Ole Miss's offensive line, we'll get to this in a few seconds. They're not elite. I don't even think they're great. But when healthy, they are good. And the SEC is a habit of matching up against a Big Ten team, and the SEC just shows that they are different. And I hate to say that. I don't know if I said that in my Cotton Bowl preview between Ohio State and Missouri. And that's because Ohio State traditionally has been in a tier of their own and they match up better with the SEC because of superior talent. But that's something I'm going to be talking about in a future video, giving a reason why Alabama can beat Michigan. It's just how the SEC has been the far superior conference historically, and that could be the case again this season because the SEC and the Big Ten haven't matched up much, if at all, this year. So there really isn't an easy way to compare these conferences these bowl games will be the best comparison and the best data point that we have for giving comparisons between the Big Ten and the SEC. I think Penn State overall dominates the position advantage battle. I think they're better everywhere on defense. They have one of the best special teams unit in the country. I think Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton and Trey Potts are better than Ole Miss's running backs, which feature Quinshawn Judkins, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and Matt Jones. I could be wrong. That is a, a pretty close position battle that could totally lean Ole Miss. Then again, I think you could say that Penn State, if Theo Johnson hadn't opted out, could have the better tight end room. But I think Penn State definitely has 
a better staff. Their assistant coaches are some of the best in the country. I also do think James Franklin is a better coach by a decent margin than Lane Kiffin is. I think Lane Kiffin is a better schemer. He's a better play caller, and he's a better, in terms of offensive mind, innovator. But I do think Franklin is a better CEO. He's better at developing talent. And yeah, also you got to remember that Penn State at running backs with Josh on Sider and also with Terry Smith at corners, those are some of the best assistant coaches in the country. But Ole Miss has key advantages at skill positions, and we've seen time and time again at points that skill position can sometimes beat the more fundamentally sound teams. I mean, you look at wide receiver with Trey Harris, Dayton Wade, Jordan Watkins, Caden Priestcorn. These are all, all phenomenal players. These are players that Penn State would have loved to have, particularly against Ohio State when they went very pass-heavy. As Penn State's best wide receivers, Keandre Lambert-Smith, and he doesn't compare to Ole Miss's three best wide receivers. I mean, Ole Miss has a massive advantage in terms of wide receiver talent. Keandre Lambert-Smith only has 673 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns. Meanwhile, Trey Harris, Dayton Wade, and Jordan Watkins all have 700 receiving yards or more. Trey Harris leads the team in receiving yards with 851, and he has eight receiving touchdowns. Wade has four receiving touchdowns, and Jordan Watkins is three. Priestcorn has only two receiving touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Warren has seven receiving touchdowns, but only 295 receiving yards. With Theo Johnson opting out and Ole Miss having Michael Trigg and Kieran Heath at tight end, I just think Ole Miss has better depth. But if you want to make the argument that Tyler Warren is better than Caden Priestcorn, I will let you make that argument because Tyler Warren is one of the best tight ends in terms of red zone reliability and end zone reliability in the country. Jackson Dart, I think, is a better quarterback than Drew Aller. Aller has 2,336 passing yards on the year. Dart has 2,985 passing yards on the season. Dart, 20 touchdowns five interceptions. Aller has 23 touchdowns and one interception, but Aller only completes 61% of his passes. Dart completes 65% of his passes, and Dart averages 9.4 yards per pass attempt. Aller only averages 6.7 yards per pass attempt. Penn State's passing offense is the antithesis of explosive. Dart also has 377 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns, Drew Aller, meanwhile, only has 170 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. So in terms of upside, at this current moment, I would definitely take Jackson Dart. Dart's a better passer, a better rusher, and this is all factoring in that Penn State, even without Olu Fashanu, probably has the better offensive line. And yet, Jackson Dart has performed well and above and beyond how Drew Aller has done this season. Looking at things on defense, then we'll come back to touch on running back because I think there's a strong debate at the running back position. Defensively, let's start out with Ole Miss. Ole Miss has 34 sacks. They have 41 passes defended. They have 12 interceptions, no pick sixes, and they have nine forced fumbles and four fumble recoveries. 
On scoring defense, they allow 22.3 points per game, which is tied for 42nd. That's better than their scoring defense last year, so Pete Golding has definitely made some improvements there. Ole Miss's leader in sacks is Cedric Johnson and Jared Ivey tied for five and a half each, and Cedric Johnson is opting out of the Peach Bowl, so Ole Miss will be without him. This is a solid defense for Ole Miss. I'd say an above-average unit or a good unit. Penn State's unit, however, is elite. They have 49 sacks, 28 passes defended, 12 interceptions, 1 for 6. They have 13 forced fumbles and 12 fumble recoveries. They are better than Ole Miss at forcing turnovers. They are better at getting to the quarterback. I do think they have the better secondary, even with the massive drop in numbers and passes defended. I think they have the better secondary with players such as Jaquan Brisker was from last year, but whether it's Cam Miller, whether it's Johnny Dixon or Kalen King and Keaton Ellis and Daquan Hardy, who's been excellent on special teams as a punt returner, Penn State will miss him. This defense is sound. Penn State's struggle, I think, defensively is tackling and being physical, They're still good in those realms, but there's a noticeable difference between, let's say, Penn State's physicality and their strength at tackling compared to Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State's defense, however, is quicker, in my mind, than both of those defenses. They're one of the fastest defenses in the country. That's why they get to the quarterback. That's why they have close to 50 sacks. That's why they have so many forced fumbles. Their leader in sacks is actually Adisa Isaac, who is 7.5. Chop Robinson on the season has four sacks, but he is going to be likely a day one or day two NFL draft pick. Really good player, and it's going to hurt for Penn State to not have him defensively. But Penn State's defense, I think it's clear that they're better than Ole Miss's defense in the same way that I think Ole Miss's offense is clearly better than Penn State's. You have explosiveness with Ole Miss and consistency that you cannot find with Penn State's offense. Penn State's offense is scoring close to 40 points per game, but that's because their defense gives them so many turnovers and short fields that the offense will just eventually wear down opponents with bully ball. With Catron Allen, who has 851 rushing yards, Nicholas Singleton, who has 702 rushing yards, Trey Potts is 145. And I'm not even kidding you, in some games, Trey Potts looked like the best out of those three running backs. But I think it goes Catron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, and Trey Potts in terms of tier listing their running backs. Catron Allen has 162 carries on the season. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry, and he has six rushing touchdowns. Nicholas Singleton has eight rushing touchdowns, and he has 702 rushing yards. Now, I think Quinshawn Judkins is the best running back on the field. He has 1,052 rushing yards. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry, 15 rushing touchdowns, and 37 carries. He can be a battering ram. He can have speed. He's just a really great player, and he wasn't healthy for much of the season either. So if he was healthier, these statistics would certainly be better. But I like Penn State's depth. I think that Catron Allen's an underrated running back. I think Nicholas Singleton, while overrated at the beginning of the season, is still a great player. And Trey Potts had success at Minnesota. He just isn't statistically moonwalking all over opposing defenses because he's the third best back in a very deep running back room. So I think 
Penn State has better depth at the running back position, but if all you care about is the individual running back, who's the best individual back, there's no doubt that that's Quinshawn Judkins. So those are my position advantages. I think Penn State, as a roster and also as a staff, has an advantage here in terms of depth, in terms of overall performance, and in terms of past performance when we look at the entire body of work this season. There's a reason that Penn State is top 10 in efficiency and FPI and Ole Miss isn't. But that doesn't factor in specific matchups. That also doesn't factor in the fact that there's something called every given Saturday. And although I tried to factor in opt-outs, doesn't factor in those perfectly either because I haven't seen Penn State play without Olufashano. I've seen them play without Chop Robinson. Uh, their defense, well, they don't have the same upside as practically the same. That's how deep their defense is. But I haven't seen them play without Olufashano. And I've seen in games against Illinois or Iowa or especially Michigan and Ohio State where Penn State just plays elite or near-elite defenses, or in the case of Illinois, they had a bad defense this season, but they had high upside players on the D-line. When they match up against good players offensively, they do struggle. And good defensive players like Jerzon Newton in particular have been able to match up well with their offensive line and attack them. But Ole Miss, they're also without their key defensive end. And this game... Really, it's interesting. You have some opt-outs, not a lot. These teams are mostly going to be intact, and these programs are similar in terms of position, in terms of present status. Obviously, Penn State is a blue blood. Ole Miss is not. But in terms of how they're doing in 2023 and the fact that they both want to level up in the future, but they're significantly behind the top two teams in the conference, they're similar there. But their builds are different, and I think that's reflected in who I think the key players to watch are. Abdul Carter could be a day one or day two NFL draft pick right now. The problem is he's a true sophomore. He's not eligible. Abdul Carter is my player to watch for Penn State because he is effective at getting pressure. He's extremely effective in coverage, and I think he is Penn State's best linebacker. You could also look out for Curtis Jacobs for Penn State, former high-ranked four-star five-star recruit. Curtis Jacobs is two and a half sacks, 47 total tackles, and two fumble recoveries. Abdul Carter has 46 total tackles, four and a half sacks, four passes defended, one interception, and also one forced fumble. Abdul Carter is an elite player. He could be the best linebacker in the Big Ten and the entire country next season. There's also Kobe King to look after. His brother, Kalen King, who it sounds like he will be playing in the Peach Bowl, and I think that's wise. I think that his draft stock took a hit this season, so a good performance against some great, or mind you, elite wide receivers when factoring in Trey Harris could definitely help. I'm definitely looking at Penn State's defense here for players to watch, but I'd also pay attention to Tyler Warren, their tight end, who's just excellent in the end zone and Catron Allen as well, who's a bruising running back who can fall forward for some extra yards. James Franklin loves to go for it on fourth down and be aggressive. That's something that I think him and Lane Kiffin have in common, is they're at least aggressive or try to be in their offensive approach. 
and I wouldn't be shocked if Catron Allen is used to convert some fourth downs against an Ole Miss defense that is suspect in a variety of ways. And we've seen against Georgia or Alabama or even Mississippi State that Ole Miss in particular is vulnerable against the run defensively. Speaking of the run game, Quinshawn Judkins is my player to watch for Ole Miss. Penn State's defense is built to better handle the pass than the run. They have 49 sacks and 12 interceptions, and their secondary, while not as elite as last season, I think is still one of the better secondaries in the country. And their run defense is so improved compared to last season. Last season, Penn State was a pure paper tiger in run defense. This year, their run defense is legit. But we've seen, whether it's Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards or Chip Trainum and Mayan Williams at times, when they were able to find holes, we've seen that Penn State's defense, they have to blitz and they have to send multiple people forward to stop the run because they're built for speed. They're not built for size. And against Physical running backs, typical Big Ten running backs that doesn't always work well. Well, Quinshawn Judkins is a physical, bruising running back. And Penn State might have to change up their defensive scheme and get a little uncomfortable to slow down the Solmus passing attack. And I think Quinshawn Judkins can come in, and whether it's in the power game and he just falls forward in the pile, or he hits a hole and is able to get to the outside, or is able to gash Penn State up the middle, Quinshawn Judkins could have a big game for Ole Miss. Other players that I would pay attention to with the Rebels would be Trey Harris, their leading wide receiver, along with Dayton Raid and Jordan Watkins, basically all of their wide receivers. Jackson Dart, I'd look for him to potentially have a good game. Defensively, Jarek Ivey and Isaac Okuwu, who I think transferred in from James Madison after the 2022 season, and they had a good defense then. They have one now. Look out for their pass rushers for Ole Miss, and it'll be fascinating to see how Penn State's offensive line does with out by far their best player against an Ole Miss defense that is capable of getting to the quarterback. They have 34 sacks in 12 games. It's nearly three sacks per game. That will be an interesting matchup. Finally, Look out for Drew Aller for Penn State. He played good against Michigan State. I know that's a a poor defense, but with a month to prepare, maybe he can have a good game against an Ole Miss defense that yet again is good, maybe above average, but is certainly not elite. My prediction for this game is Penn State wins by a score of 35-24. to I think Penn State will rush and pass for over 200 yards, so they'll have over 400 total yards. And they will have four or more touchdowns via the ground and the air. Maybe they get a defensive score, or maybe they kick two field goals and go for a two-point conversion on one of their touchdowns. The defenses, both combined, I think will blitz often, but Penn State's defense will be more efficient at sacking the quarterback, and they will be more efficient at gathering turnovers. Both teams, I think, will also have multiple fourth-down conversion attempts. I think this will be a great game. I think that Penn State, they're a team that starts off slow and is typically a second-half team, at least against competition that isn't Ohio State and Michigan because they take a while to get going and they have to be comfortable. Penn State's offense, we've seen this whether it's against Iowa or Maryland or Illinois, 
they have to wear down their opponents. And the problem with Ohio State and Michigan is you you don't wear down those defenses. You just have to straight up beat them. And without a competent offense, they couldn't do that. And Michigan and Ohio, and Michigan and Ohio State do have anywhere from great to near elite offenses on any given day, and that would allow them to wear down a Penn State defense that's built to defend the pass, built to sack the quarterback, and built to be maybe even elite against the run, but just not quite generational or, you know, I don't know if I'm exactly saying this right, but Penn State's just not there. I think that's the best way to describe it in words, and it's the same with Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss will pass for 250-plus yards but struggle to run the ball against this Penn State defense because Penn State, like Ole Miss, will be blitzing a lot. And Penn State's defensive tackles, despite being undersized, when they're supported by some of the best linebackers in the country, they will be stout against the run. And Ole Miss, they have more of an Ohio State offensive line. Michigan's offensive line, to make a Big Ten comparison, is not elite, but it's still one of the best in the country, just not Joe Moore award caliber. And I don't know. I just think Ole Miss is going to have problems running the football. I think they will have some success passing, but with that balanced attack, more complimentary football, and also keep in mind special teams. Ole Miss is better offensively. Penn State is better defensively, but Penn State has the a big edge in special teams, and special teams can function similar to the vice president in a split Senate. They can function in that tie-breaking role where you just slightly lean toward the team that has the better special teams unit when the offense and the defense and their advantages are flipped for either team. So 35-24 to 24 is my final score prediction for this game. I think Penn State wins. I think they cover. I think they show that they are the better team by a sizable margin than the Ole Miss Rebels. Thank you all so much for watching this video. Remember to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and click the notification bell. Thanks to Crash2488 for sponsoring this video as a Heisman patron. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst for being my All-American patron and sponsoring this video. Thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah for sponsoring my video as an all-conference patron. Have a great day, guys, and I will see you all around. Bye-bye.